1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Speaking. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Retirement Solutions, and as always, I'm joined by my mom, Sue Bushka, president of Bushka Retirement Solutions. Now, uh, uh, listeners, if you want to get any more information about our show, uh, or if you want to uh, re-watch any of our shows, be sure to visit the website, retirewithbushka.com, B-U-S-K-A, uh, you can also give us a call anytime with questions at 715 355 4445. Now, of course, while you're at the website, make sure you check out the radio page. Uh, And uh, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify as it's available out there now. And of course, as always, don't hesitate to reach out if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting uh, or if you'd like to set up a Zoom consultation. We can certainly do that too if you're more comfortable. Now, today's show is going to get a little dark. Now, (laughs) that's not a bad thing, though. Uh, To be specific, we're going to discuss legacy planning when it comes to uh, preparing your loved ones, your finances, and your overall wishes uh, for your ultimate death. There are several things that we should do, Uh, but before we take a real dive deep into the do's and don'ts of legacy planning, let's make sure to introduce everybody here with me today, Sue and Tony. Tony, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great. I've had a good week and actually took a few days off. Did a little traveling for the first time since this uh, whole COVID thing hit. And it felt good. I, I really hadn't taken any vacation time uh, since, well, the beginning of the year, basically. And so that was good. It felt good to just uh, get away for a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, usually I've taken a couple of days by now, but. With the COVID thing, you just work from home and it kind of, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, kind of staying, staying, uh, you know, quarantined, that type <laughs> of thing. But I had fun. Yeah. I went to Nashville. Oh, nice. Oh, fun. I don't think
1: many people have yeah. been doing a whole lot of traveling. So you're probably not alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, yeah, it's true. And I'll tell you what, I flew and the airports were empty. I've never been to well. the Minneapolis airport where I just walked right through security. I mean, it was just no line. It was amazing. Uh, that's the first time I
2: remember that, uh, you know, for, for a long time. But
0: anyway, I'm great.
2: Sue, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. I was just wondering if you were the only one on the plane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, but they don't book it all the way full, so it's kind of nice. All the middle seats are open. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, nobody ever wants so to sit there anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should just do right. that permanently I, forevermore. I they they should. They really <laughs> yeah, should. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable, that middle seat. You yeah. have to wear your mask, I'm sure, right? Yep. You have to wear the mask, which yep. I don't have a problem with. I mean, it, it's, it is what it is. And yeah. It's, it's a hot-button issue. If you if there, really... <laughs> Oh, it really is, though. It really is. But yeah, I had to wear the mask in the airport and on the plane, mm-hmm. uh, except when you're eating or drinking. So if you don't they... want to wear a mask, just sip on a water the whole thing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, it went really well. well it awesome. went really well. And now I'm I'm kind of quarantining now that yeah. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, I had to course. see my cousin out there. That was good. But Sue, what are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm not... Um... I'm not doing a whole lot, really, other than working and uh, we sold our house, so I'm living in my motor home for about five months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's going to be an experience. So it's going to be a, a real experience. Um, let so me what are you me. doing for a new place to live? Oh, we're building um, oh. and uh, it's going to be right by my daughter so I can help with the grandbabies. So I'm really excited. I'm only going to be really a block away. <laughs>
0: So Cole, you're building and At the Sue, you're building but- side of town. Yes. I am. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Okay. So it's not a it's not like uh no. it's not like a uh you don't have like a mom house next no. to your house, right? No. no.
1: No no grandma shed in okay, my
0: backyard. You- <laughs> grandma shed <laughs> or whatever they All, call right. Those now. All right. I don't want to stir the pot here. <laughs> uh-huh. I, yeah, let's not let's not get I, into that. But I'm excited for you yeah. too. I mean the, the building process though is not not fun, but no. once it's done, it'll be great. So what are we talking about today, Cole? You know, you mentioned, actually, you mentioned uh, legacy. Yes. And legacy I, I I chuckled to myself because uh, I think I'm going to leave quite a legacy. <laughs> um, just not a financial one. <laughs> Sad, sadly for your family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to leave a legacy. That's for sure. Uh, whether my kids want that legacy or not. Uh, But legacy, as far as financial legacy planning, uh, that's important. And, you know, know, I've heard stories about people, you know, loved ones or friends who are left in financial trouble or scrambling to piece together somebody's wishes after they pass because of a lack of a legacy plan. And you don't want that, do you?
2: No, I think that your observation that a lack of a legacy plan can cause chaos and stress for the people who survive us is really vital. And, you know, there was actually a recent article, Tony, from Investopedia entitled Estate Planning, 16 Things to Do Before You Die. And it paints a real clear picture of what you should do to make your passing as easy as possible on the people that you do care about. And they're first suggestion is to itemize your possessions. So you should really grab a piece of paper and a freshly sharpened pencil and conduct a thorough inside and out tour of your home to create a comprehensive inventory of all your valuable possessions. Now this should include things like uh, your home itself, Uh, TVs, electronics, jewelry, collectibles, vehicles, art and antiques and even laptops and devices and that should include also lawn equipment and power tools. So doing an actual physical inventory can help ensure that you don't miss or forget about things.
0: Yeah and it sounds like a great way to get the process started. I mean for a lot of people it's going to be a long list (laughs) but I think you'll be left with
1: a very important document when you're done uh, for people to have. What's next? Well, the next step is to create a detailed list of your non-physical assets, including things you own on paper uh, or other entitlements that are um, predicated on your death. Now, this should include things like brokerage accounts, uh, your 401Ks and IRAs, bank accounts, life insurance policies, Uh, Also, other policies like long-term care and homeowners, auto disability, health insurance, uh, all those different types of things. And along those same lines, make sure that you include account numbers and a full rundown of the location of any physical documents that are in your possession as well. It may also be a wise move to include the contact information for the firms holding your non-physical possessions so they know who to get a hold of.
0: Right. And that's important as well. So uh, I think when it comes to reducing stress on your loved ones,
2: making it easy for them to find and understand your assets is a really powerful idea. Well, that's absolutely right, Tony. And along those same lines, it's, it's important to also assemble a list of your debts. Now, your list should include credit cards auto loans mortgages home equity lines of credit and any other debts that you may have yeah i
0: mean making sure your survivors have a sense of that debt may help head off any surprise phone calls from debt collectors Right, we don't
1: want that so what do you have next for us (laughs) you're right nobody wants debt collectors calling right But uh, creating a membership list is another important step that many people probably will overlook. Uh, Many older Americans are uh, members of organizations like AARP and the American Legion, uh, veterans associations, other professional groups, and, and maybe even college alumni groups. And in some cases, these organizations may have life insurance benefits that your survivors may be able to collect. So that's a good idea to look into. Wow, that's a
0: good point, and it's honestly not something I'd thought of before.
1: Well, in, in addition to memberships, Tony, you should draft a list of the charitable organizations that you support, uh, taking time to let your loved ones know which causes are particularly uh, particularly close to your heart so they can potentially make a donation in your honor after your passing.
0: I like that. That's a great idea. Uh, so what's something else we need to be aware of when it comes to legacy planning?
2: Well, after you've put these important lists together, you should sign and date them and then make at least three copies of each of them. Now, the original should be given to your legacy administrator, and then the second copy should be given to your spouse or loved one, and then you should keep the third one in a safe place for yourself. Yeah,
0: good advice. Now, we should take a quick break here before we do, Cole, is there
1: anything else you want to add? Well, I'd really encourage our listeners to reach out to us at 715-355-4445 or visit our website so that we can further discuss how our team might be able to uh, help answer your questions and really address your concerns about your retirement and your legacy plan and all of these other components that we talk about week after week. Uh, Because it's an uncertain time out there and uh, a lot of people are questioning their plan and whether they should be doing things differently now or if they should keep, you know, doing what they have been doing. And so getting a second opinion right now is probably a really reassuring thing that people can do, Tony. So again, give us a call at 715-355-4445 to set up that complimentary no obligation consultation or visit the website retirewithbushka.com and click on that book now button. You can go right to our calendar and book an appointment right there now.
0: Alright, that sounds great. Thanks, Cole. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more on legacy planning here on Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole.
1: Hi, I'm Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. In the last few weeks, our lives have been significantly impacted by the coronavirus, and we've seen a lot of volatility in the financial markets across the world. Now, that volatility has caused anxiety for some investors, and it's understandable because for the moment, none of us really knows what comes next. However, I believe our current economy reinforces the importance of having a financial strategy. No matter how the market is performing, recent events can be a reminder to revisit your financial goals and strategies. By revisiting your goals and strategies, you'll take a step towards ensuring that market volatility doesn't push you to make rash decisions about your financial future. Contact Bushka Wealth Management today at 715-355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com. Bushka Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin.
0: All right. Welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host. That's Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. And we've had a great show so far today talking about key legacy planning, uh, some things you can do right now to make your passing a little less stressful on the people that you care about the most. This is so important. And so many people put this off. Uh, Our conversation has been a real eye opener today. So what's next?
2: Well, Tony, the next point that the Investopedia article, that was entitled Estate Planning 16 Things to Do Before You Die, stresses its importance of reviewing your retirement accounts. Now, accounts and policies that have designated beneficiaries will pass directly to the people that you've chosen upon upon your passing. So it's important to remember that it doesn't matter how you direct those accounts to be distributed in your will and trust, the designations identified in your retirement accounts will take precedence. So get in touch with your employer's human resources team or plan administrator for a current rundown of your beneficiary choices on each of your accounts. And really carefully review this information to ensure that you've chosen your chosen beneficiaries are current and still match your wishes. Now, this is particularly important if you've um, recently gotten a divorce or you've remarried. One thing that's really struck me during our
0: conversation today is that there are so many nuances uh, that come with legacy planning. As we dig into this a little deeper. And, you know, taking the time to make sure you're dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, is absolutely
2: essential, isn't it? You couldn't be more right, Tony. Another thing that's important to consider is assigned transfer on death designations. Assets that are given in a will often go through probate. Now this maze-like process in which your assets are distributed by a court can be very costly and very time-consuming. But really bear in mind that many accounts like bank savings, CD accounts, and even individual brokerage accounts are needlessly probated every day. And if you have one of these accounts, they can be set up or amended to have a transfer on death designation, which lets your beneficiaries receive assets without going through the probate process. So touch base with your custodian or bank to set up a transfer on death designation for all of your accounts. Right. And so that's another
0: part. See, as we dig into this, uh, it just becomes more and more apparent we shouldn't have to do all this on our own. And I know you help your clients uh, do this. Now, avoiding probate is is always a good move, obviously. Uh, What's next?
1: Well, another step that you should take is to select an experienced and proven legacy administrator. Now, this person is the person who's going to be in charge of handling your will when you die. So it's certainly important that you select a person who's responsible and in a good mental state to make the decisions that you expect them to. I'm out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Don't pick Tony Shore. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to spend that whole inheritance Su- on his pizzas. <laughs>
0: Sue's just, just crossed me off her list. Yes, I, I did. Yes, I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing to remember is uh, automatically assuming that your spouse is not necessarily always the best choice. Uh, the overwhelming emotions that will come with your death can have an impact on your spouse's decision-making ability, at least temporarily. Now, if you think that handling uh, your will may overwhelm your spouse, you will definitely want to find another administrator.
0: Yeah, and based on that, Cole, I'm guessing creating a will is also very
1: vital, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, And drafting a will is actually our next point, Tony. And it seems kind of remarkable that we've gotten this far without actually talking about drafting a will. But it just goes to show how many moving parts there are when it comes to legacy planning. Ultimately, the bottom line, everyone over the age of 18 should have a will. It's the rule book for distributing your assets, and it could prevent considerable chaos for your heirs. Now, another important thing to remember is that a will can designate a guardian for your children and even for your pets which might also be considered your children. <laughs> and you can also use your will to designate charitable donations.
2: That's right, Colin. Thankfully, uh, wills are a fairly cheap part of legacy planning process. Many attorneys can help you create a will for less than $1,000, uh, depending on the complexity of your situation. And you can also write your own will uh, on, with online services and other software. So finally, make sure that you sign and date your will in front of two non-related witnesses who should also sign the document and then have it notarized. And then make sure other people know how to access it. Yeah, good point.
0: Uh, That's the thing. I mean, especially nowadays with so many passwords and documents and things, you want to make sure somebody else knows how to access these things. And I know that Uh, Sue and Cole, you have something called the generational vault to make it so much easier for your clients. And you offer that uh, for them at no cost. And I think that's amazing. Now, do you have anything else uh, for us before we take another quick break here?
1: Well, uh, for our listeners, just another reminder that when it comes to planning for retirement, especially in times of the current pandemic and all of these things that have happened, you don't have to do it alone. That's what we're here for, uh, helping educate you about your possible options and and helping you to select the option that makes the most sense for your unique circumstances. So for any of our listeners out there that want to take advantage of a complimentary, no obligation consultation, they can give us a call right now at 715-355-4445, or they can visit us online to do that at retirewithbushka.com. All right.
0: That sounds good. Thanks, Sue and Cole. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole after this. Retirement
1: can be both exciting and intimidating. At Bushka Retirement Solutions, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security give us a call at 715-355-4445 or retirewithbushka.com
0: to get your copy. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner, our hosts. And today it's been a great show highlighting some of the many critical legacy planning steps that you need to take. And, you know, I'll be honest, I knew it was pretty involved process, legacy planning, but I had no idea how many steps you had to take to make sure that you won't leave your loved ones with a mess when you pass away. And none of us like to think about our passing or our spouse's passing, loved one's passing, but you really need a plan in place. Uh, isn't that
2: right? Well, we've had a great conversation today, Tony, and the next step that our resource for today recommends is regularly reviewing your documents. Now, you should do this at least once every two years and after any major life changes, like marriage, divorce, or even the birth of a child.
0: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned beneficiary designations earlier and that's a big part of it. You know, life happens and things change, so having a review at least once a year is I think a great idea. Life is always changing. And you want to make sure that plans change accordingly. And building a robust legacy plan, you know, it makes it more likely that our survivors will be able to mourn without a lot of extra stress, that financial stress. So what do you have for us next?
1: Well, Tony, uh, once your will is drafted, updated, and signed, and then witnessed, and notarized, and all those things that my mom had mentioned earlier that you have to do to make sure it's official, you should immediately give a copy to your legacy administrators. Now, if you hand off the original to someone outside of your home, like your attorney, you should make sure that you have a copy handy for your own reference just in case you need it. Sure. Uh, What role can an attorney or financial professional play in legacy planning? Well, a pretty significant one, actually. When you think about uh, uh, how you may have handled everything that you need for a legacy plan, it's never a bad idea to consult with an estate attorney. Uh, and also maybe a financial services professional. Now, if you're revisiting a legacy plan that has been on the shelf for a few years, getting a second set of eyes uh, may be even more valuable. And additionally, as you get older, your needs may change. For example, they may be able to help you figure out if you need long-term care insurance or how to protect your legacy from large tax bills or lengthy court proceedings. And an attorney or financial services professional might also have vital information on how legislative changes uh, and income and legacy tax changes may affect uh, your bequests in the future.
0: Right. And so, you know, you've talked about this on a lot of episodes. We've discussed it, but working with a financial advisor uh, may be the right choice for you because at a minimum, you're going to be able to help give your strategy a second opinion and a perspective that maybe you hadn't considered before. So, what's next in this
2: legacy planning process? Well, the next part of the strategy is to simplify your finances. So, if you're like many people and you've changed jobs over the years, You could have several different 401k retirement accounts that are still open with past employers and you may even have numerous IRA accounts. So if you're in this position you may want to consider consolidating these accounts into one individual IRA. So when your accounts are consolidated you have better financial choices and you also have lower costs and a larger selection of income-generating products, and not to mention less paperwork and easier management. Yeah, I like less paperwork and easier.
1: That right. Sounds, <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> that, that sounds good to me.
0: And based on that, I think I'll be reaching out, though, to my financial professional. You guys uh, really can help with all this. Uh, what's your next nugget of information for us?
1: Well, my personal opinion, Tony, is that's probably a good idea and we'll be happy to help you to sort out your consolidation of accounts as your financial services professionals. <laughs> but another part of legacy planning um, is really to consider completing all of your other important documents. Remember, at a minimum, you should create a will, a power of attorney, a healthcare proxy and a living will and your will should also assign guardianship for your children if you have them and also your pets Uh, consider uh, setting up um, both financial and medical powers of attorney so that the people that you trust will be the ones handling your affairs if something happens to you and you can also draft a letter of instruction that clearly spells out step-by-step instructions for your personal wishes for big things like your funeral or for smaller things like your social media accounts And if you're married, each spouse should create their own will with plans for the surviving spouse. And lastly, make sure that all the necessary people have a copy of these documents.
0: Yeah, again, that's the that's the key, right? You do all this planning and other people have to have access because it's all in case you happen to pass away. And I think this is a good conversation to have. I think our listeners
2: are probably going to take away a lot from our show today. Well, I have to agree with you. Another thing our listeners might want to consider is taking advantage of college funding accounts. Setting up a 529 college savings plan for your grandchildren may also be a smart component of a legacy plan. In these plans, uh, savings grow tax-free, and many states offer tax deductions for the person who is contributing the funds.
0: So what other legacy planning elements should people be considering?
2: Well, I think our listeners should be aware of the dangers of procrastination. To me, it's the single biggest enemy of legacy planning. Because while nobody likes to think about dying, it's simply the reality that each of us faces sooner or later. And the reality is bad planning or no planning at all can have very real and serious consequences. For example, not having the right plan can lead to family disputes and assets ending up in the wrong hands and long court litigation and excess money paid out in legacy taxes. I mean, we've seen it many times.
0: Yeah, you don't want to pay too much in taxes or more than you have to. And I think the bottom line is here, we shouldn't delay planning for our legacy because of the cost of inaction and that'll have a profound effect on our loved ones we leave
1: behind. Absolutely. And and like we've mentioned throughout the show, Tony, nobody likes to think about their death. But the fact of the matter is getting your affairs in order so your loved ones can grieve rather than dealing with your assets and paperwork is one of the best things that you can do for them.
0: Yeah. Good point and great episode, but we've run out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go?
1: Just one final reminder for our listeners that when it comes to creating a solid financial strategy, having the help of a quality financial services professional that you can trust is really key. And we're here to help. So give us a call to schedule your complimentary, no-obligation consultation at 715-355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com.
0: All right. And that does it for today's episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC, and Bushka Wealth
1: Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.